You are listening to Season with Soft, the podcast. My name is Dominique Bormonte, and I am your host. And this episode, we're going to be talking about the dangers of porn-informed sexuality. This is a very uh, rare, very dangerous conversation to be having. I'm sure that church people probably looked at the graphic or probably seen what this was about and thought to themselves, oh no, here he goes again. Uh, it's interesting. I was, um, so I was at the spa and this might be too much information, but I'm going to tell you how the Lord set this on my heart. I was at the spa and I was in one of the like jacuzzi areas and there was a woman that was also in the spa and there was something about her energy and it was weird. You know how like you know somebody's energy is bad or not necessarily bad but different and like it puzzles you. It's happened to me one time I went to um I went to Calabasas for, I think, like my 40th birthday weekend. And um, when I was there, it was very interesting because I had met this couple that was like sitting behind me and I started talking to them and just found out that, you know, a lot about them started following them on Facebook. Anyway, like the energy was weird there. And after I had added them on Facebook, the woman like dropped in my DMs and I was like, Oh, you know, that's what God was like trying to share with me about this woman's energy. It was crazy. Anyway, so I'm saying that to say that um, you can tell sometimes when like somebody's energy is off or if they're, what, they're, that they have like an alternative intention. So that's how I was like feeling about this, this, this sort of passive, nonverbal, thing that I was in with, I wasn't in it, it was her thing, it wasn't really my thing, but anyway, I found this to be interesting, and later on, like, I guess her husband or partner or whatever he was, like, he came along and they started, and they, they kind of moved on to whatever, anyway, so I, it was, a, it was this really awkward thing, and I started to think about how much our sexuality can be informed by a lot of the different fantasies that we internalize like through porn. So some people are going to say, well, you would have had to watch porn in order to, in order to make this podcast. Um, a large percentage of people have watched porn. I don't care if you're in the church or whether you're not in the church. So this is not about sharing people who have watched porn. It's really to have a clear and concise adult, Christian conversation about how porn can negatively influence sexuality. And that it's, it's as a, as a young person who was not 
uh, exposed to a lot of discussion around human sexuality because I was raised by older people. A lot of my sexual navigation with regard to like my own body, women's bodies, men's bodies, bodies in general, like was really informed by the the the, the people, particularly in a certain industry, in, in the porn industry and in, in popular culture who were not afraid to have these discussions about sexuality. And unfortunately, like those internalized like feelings and visions and things like become something for you right they, they represent something and so i feel that the danger of not having conversations about sexuality particularly with children like who become teenagers who become young adults who become old folks who create these processes again then it can be very unhealthy and so I thought to myself, you know, I was just sitting there and I actually had a notebook and I said, Lord, like, what can I, what can I share um, about, um, you know, the, the dangers of uh, sexuality that is primarily informed by not just porn, but the things that we see in popular culture, the way that we interpret our bodies through the lens of what is on TV, etc. And I'm just going to give you just I'm gonna, I'm actually not going to like spend the time and like go deep into some of these. I'm just going to write. I'm going to share with you my notes. Um, uh, it porn, particularly when it has a heavy uh, when it informs your sexuality really heavily, uh, it makes you dependent on false narratives. Uh, it makes you uh, feel like what you see uh, and experience should be the norm, right? So you go into relationships with people with expectation uh, that they will do certain things, can do certain things, know about certain things, and it is not absolutely accurate, right? Like you are, and so porn to a sense, in, in a sense, like bamboozles you, right? Because you you feel like something is going to be a certain way and then you learn, oh, this ain't what it's like at all. I think it also manipulates good curiosity, right? Like, so the healthy curiosity that people have that causes them to want to do the right thing to experience something like, like the curiosity that somebody has when they have already made the determination like myself to live celibately and to experience sex the next time I do uh, with someone who uh, I am married to, um, that porn, especially if it's the sort of the impetus of your sexual identity or how you view sexuality kind of ruins that in a sense, right? Because it's almost like you, you don't, you, you don't have a, a desire to be curious because you can replace curiosity with whatever fantasy is addressed in porn. So it's dangerous. Um, the other thing I wrote down is false expectations about gender dynamics, masculinity, and femininity, right? Because in a lot of what you see in, in, in porn um, are people acting out 
roles or being uh, or, or portraying certain scenarios that could happen, right? But the average person doesn't have a pool boy, right? Like the average black woman is not necessarily naturally or interested in being submissive, whether that's natural or unnatural, right? There are all of these sort of false narratives that are created that people feel like, oh, well, this is the way that it's supposed to be. Women are supposed to be submissive. One example of that that I wrote down was sort of the way that porn has informed discussions around like you hear and if, if there are church people watching this i'm not trying to be offensive at all but i'm using the language that we that, that folks hear i've heard a lot of women talking about this idea of big dick energy like they want a man that has big dick energy or somebody whose sexuality is sort of centered in what they are able to do or to be behind closed doors, right? So their confidence, their it's is if they're confident, it's because of what they can do, you know, in the bedroom. So it moves essentially it moves the goalposts, right? Because everybody is looking for somebody who manifests this certain energy and or and, and they get to determine what that is. And so somebody who might not have had like core, you know, sexual, core masculine uh, uh, guidance when they were young, or maybe their, their, their father figure didn't display like traditional masculine uh, ways of being, they're not going to show up in a way. And so it's going to move the goalposts. So women are out looking for somebody that, uh, it, where's their masculinity as a result of what they can do in the bedroom and then you end up missing somebody who may not regardless of how big their private part is they don't um exude that stuff because that's not how they were raised right that's not how they, they were that's not how they under were raised to understand masculinity or maturity or responsibility so it's dangerous it creates a normalcy around bad fetishes, right? And so, like things that are not normal, like we learn to we 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 go into expecting, and so we make potentially our partners, um, we potentially make our partners um, um, responsible, our, our potential partners responsible for uh, uh, behavior that they cannot. That's not natural to them, right? Like they don't, they're not a nymph, you know, they're not going to, they don't want to do role playing because when you get off of work all day, you don't want to be playing no games, right? Whatever it might be. So then there's that, um, creating this normalcy around bad fetishes. Fetishes, and I'm not going to say all fetishes are done demonic, but we have to be careful because some fetishes lead to demonic activity, right? Like there is sort of like this movement of like, oh yeah, like get a, you know, 13 year old girl or if, if, if barely legal, right? So when people are talking about barely legal, they're talking about people who are 18. Well, that is problematic, right? Because 
it births in your heart and your mind this idea of going for somebody younger and it just i mean you can look at the statistics and information around uh sexual promiscuity uh rape um the the this culture of like you know pursuing someone young uh this culture this cougar culture because it's not just men it's men and women um, so it creates this normalcy around fetishes that can dishonor God, right? And, and can dishonor your marriage, whether you believe in God or not, can dishonor your relationship because you start thinking like, well, this is the norm. You, you should be doing this. And people are more open about their sexuality now, right? They're more open about like, oh, you know, so then because people are more open about it, like when I'm looking at reels and stuff on Instagram and Facebook, like there are couples and groups that are getting together to talk about like what they do in the, the, the privacy of their own homes. And it's natural now to talk about that. Well, that's awkward to me as a person who identifies as prude, but also as a person who wants to share my sexuality with someone that I'm intimate with, I don't care what you think about what my potential capacity is. That's not important to me. But we've moved, we've shifted, right, to, to make this a normal thing. Also, um, it, 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 we, we're, we're told that, like, whether it's masturbation or watching pornography is somehow an alternative to sex. So if you do this, it's not sex, so, that you, so you're not like you haven't broken any rules, like you haven't dishonored God or anything like that. And really it is a version of sexual activity, right? And not necessarily because of what your body gives away or releases, but potentially what it sows into your heart and your spirit and what it does for you spiritually. So if you're, if you're a believer like I am, like you have to be careful not to, um, replace anything in in your life with an intimate uh, uh, intimate relationship with God right like or, or even you have to be careful and I know this as a single man you have to be careful not to allow people to replace anything in, like God intended for man and woman to be in in relationship and 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 to explore their sexual identity as a couple in marriage, right? So that that I I believe that wholeheartedly. If you're not careful, you will buy into this idea that because you have a toy or because you watch porn or because you've learned how to please yourself, you don't need the institution of marriage. That's 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 anti-God, right? Because God created the institution of marriage. And I think that that is a, a, can be a negative, that can be one negative result um, of a porn-informed sexuality. Also, it excuses the mind and the heart from accountability, right? Because it feels so private, like it doesn't, nobody else knows like what fetish you're Googling or what mindset that you're interpreting something from. Nobody knows what you like to watch with the little nuances. So you feel like you're, you, you, there's no embarrassment necessarily because nobody else knows. And so it excuses you from accountability. And so it becomes normal to you to pursue certain fetishes that dishonor God and dishonor your body. Right? So there's that. And then uh, and I'm just going through the things that this, I didn't write no script with my bed. I'm just like reviewing what, because I was at the, the spot with my little pen and paper. 
I think it pushes people towards an unhealthy independence, right? Dependence on porn and masturbation push people to an unhealthy independence, right? That where, like I said, like people feel like they don't need, right, the, the, the institution of marriage. They don't need to trust God for um, relationships that honor him because they can just do what they're going to do. They can just, they'll play with the toy that they have or whatever. So we have to be careful of that. I'm, 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 I'm thinking about, so I went back and I read the experience of David. And the Lord really showed me a couple of things when David, David was viewing Bathsheba that I really want to share with you. And a part, uh, well, I'm not going to go too deep into it. Maybe I have to do a part two because, but I, I, David was supposed to be at war. Um, according to scripture, he had stayed behind as a king. Um, and the Bible says he was laying down and went up to the roof of the palace and seen a married woman named Bathsheba taking a bath. Before he, um, before he uh, had intimacy with her, he, before he summoned her, he knew she was married, according to scripture. He, it wasn't like he like hollered at her and then she was like, ah, just one problem. Like, I know you're king, but I'm married. He, he got the information enough. He knew enough information to know that the decision that he was making was wrong. He knew who her husband was. He knew who her mama was, who her daddy was. He had all the details that he needed in order to make a better decision. But he was overcome by what he seen. He was overcome by what he's seen. And so by what he's seen with his eyes, it had an impact on his behavior that led to one thing after another, right? Negative thing after negative thing. Now, ultimately, God used those things for David's good, but it provides for us a lesson. Like we have to recall in our minds, we have to remember that what we expose ourselves to has a long-term impact on our lives, right? And so for David, he exposed himself first through his eyes and then through his actions. And not everybody's experience is going to end up like, like David's, right? And so we have to be very, 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 very careful. So if you watch porn, and this is not about judgment, I'm not, I'm not, this is not about judgment. If you watch porn, do this for me. Consider the impact, the influence that it has had uh, on your life, the way that you view sexuality. What, what it, Google the, the way that porn has an impact on marital relationships in general, right? And, 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 and consider making some different choices where porn is concerned for the sake of your long-term potential and capacity to be in relationships. And I say that because there is more than a fantasy. Like intimacy is more than what some actors get together to create because they view their bodies different, right? And so I, I just wanted to throw that on you because this is what the Lord had begun to minister to my heart. And I want to say a word of prayer as I close. God, I don't know who this is for or why you wanted me to say it, but I pray that somebody who hears this, it sparks a curiosity for them to begin to think about their decisions 
if it's not them, how they might minister to other people and what it is that you want for them to consider um, as they grow in you. If it's a person that doesn't know you in the pardon of their sins, I pray, God, that you would strengthen them. I pray, God, that you would encourage their hearts. I pray, God, that you would not just give them a spirit of conviction, but that you would cause them to know all of the beautiful benefits that you have for them when they decide to honor their body and not just their body, when they decide to guard their hearts, when they decide to protect their minds and align it with your will. In Jesus' name, amen.